So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at theelitepractice.com. The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. So how does training and systems help with staff retention? Um, Do you wait for the perfect team to start the training? Okay, so that's a good question. I think it's two parts. Yes. Um, So actually, I'm looking at the screen. I see you highlighted the second part. So you do have it kind of as two questions. Exactly. So the first part of the question, um, does training and systems help with retention? Well, look, if people don't know what they're supposed to do, then how do you manage their performance? How do they know if they're doing a good job? So people, when you hire them, don't, don't, they don't come into the workplace trying to do a bad job. People want to do a good job. They want to be successful. They need very clear guidance, though, on what it is they're supposed to do. It's like raising kids, right? I mean, if you just l- let them go to whatever, then you're going to get whatever. If you have some clear, some clarity, if they know what's right and wrong, then we'll get somewhere. So in the workplace situation, when it comes to training, very specifically, if the person knows my role is these five things, and I am to take the baton from this person and carry it to this person in this order and in this time frame, then they have clarity on what they're supposed to do. They know they did a good job. Like you can even incentivize people if they don't have clarity on their roles, which is why from day one, the first thing that we teach the team driven practice workshop is based around literally building this system in, right? Everyone, the the accountability chart is one of the most important things that we do. And it's super uncomplicated. It's an org chart. People, you know, this is not a complicated business concept. It's just, we don't do it. But if you have that built together, if you have to put together, and we do give you an example in the workshop, I give you mine. You just copy it, change the names. The the roles are the same, right? Or give or take a, a few things. And everyone would then know, okay, my job is to do these things. And Within those things, these are the the statistics I'm supposed to report up so that the owner of the business knows what's going on. And ultimately, on those things, I get incentivized if I hit these guidelines, right? So very simple. But if we don't do that, then a person comes in and thinks, well, I did a good job. But based on what? Based on my gut? Based on how I feel? Like, that's not going to carry it, right? So you can end up with a situation where you have lots of people who look busy, but the bottom line doesn't reflect it. And the end result, even patient feedback doesn't reflect it. So, I mean, we can keep going down this path as to how this plays out in the business, but the bottom line I think is, is that if you don't have clarity in roles, if you don't have very specific training for each role and people don't know exactly what they're supposed to do, then they're kind of flying solo, whereas we should be a team concerted effort. So the second part of your question was, do I wait for the perfect team to start training? Oh, that's a good question. So I'm just not going to train anybody until I have the right people and then we're going to start because then it's going to be the right time, right? It never happens because inevitably, if you have a mess on the team, you don't have the right people, you bring in another person, what happens to that person? They just, like no one rises really beyond the, the current sort of standard of, of the business, Right. If you don't, again, if you have no organizational structure, if you have no accountabilities, people don't know what they're supposed to do, then what ends up happening is that you have, you bring in a person 
And this poor person thinks, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do awesome at this job. I'm gonna here's you know I've got all these great ideas and I've got this, you know this this drive. And they come into a team that's kind of ho hum, and real quick they go down to the level of the team. So you're never going to get the perfect team to then train. You train the team to make them perfect. It's the wrong way to think about it. Like it, there's no such thing as the perfect team. That you're going to hire them and then they're going to be ready for training and they're just like sitting at the starting gate, can't wait to get going. No, you make that. And you make it by starting somewhere, wherever you are. Right? This is the thing that we talk, I talk about this a lot to people on introductory calls. You start where you are, then it's version one. Then in six months or a year, we do it again, version two. And every time you do it, assuming that we're using our hiring process so that every time we turn over a team member, we're bringing in a better team member than the one we lost. The whole team levels up, but they have to level up based on an understanding, uh, based on this level of training that we want them to have, right? We have to create within them the team that we want, with, with those people, the team that we want. We have to grow each person individually. You might have five great team members and one that's kind of lagging, but you don't really want to get rid of them. They're on the fence, that kind of thing. So that's a good, this is a typical example, right? Like, I don't know what I want to do with this person, or we haven't yet hired the right person for this. Should we start training or should we wait? If you start now, then the team will level up. When the person comes in, they gain the momentum of the team. Then you finish training them up to speed on the skills that they're missing. That's easy, right? So the biggest factor in this, I think, <clears throat> is because people under they underestimate the value of momentum. And this is a, a whole probably another whole question that I could do, but <clears throat> momentum in a business on a in a team is huge. When things are going well and everyone is gelling and you have this, you know, this just this natural momentum through the day, through the week, through the month, and things are just kind of humming along the way you want them to, that is super powerful. If you bring a person into that, they automatically absorb that momentum and they run along with the team. Now you can just have them before they start, get caught up on the missing knowledge or even as they're working, get up caught up on the missing knowledge. But if you wait for the team, like if your team has little momentum or no momentum or negative momentum, maybe you're you know, kind of degrading, going backwards, tons of turnover, and you bring, you trying to bring people into that environment so that you have the perfect team to train, it's never gonna happen. You're gonna sit there and, and flounder forever while people around you are successful, right? I get this question a lot, like, you know, is it, you know, it, it must be the economy or, or the place where I live or whatever, and I've, I've got three offices in their market that aren't having that problem. And I know what it is. I know it starts with leadership because everything starts at the top, right? This is the leadership workshop, right? If, if we are, again, very intentional about training. And yes, I understand that there is a cost to training. It costs to acquire the training. It costs to pull the team out of productive time to train. But if you don't do it, you never get momentum. Once you have momentum, you just have to keep things going. You have to add a little fuel to the fire, but it's not like trying to get it started from scratch, right? Like it's easy to keep your car going down the highway at 90, 100, whatever, but to start from scratch, you've got to push a lot harder on the gas, right? So this is just the same as, as it is with teams, right? So you, there is no such thing as the perfect team, the perfect time to start training. The time is now where you stand. And then you grow the team up to a point where you have that momentum. And then the next person comes in and they just start running versus they come in and they're like, okay, this is what we do. This is, see, because the, 
when you bring a person onto a team, that's a golden moment because they don't forget, like they're looking to fit in, right? They land in an office, they, they walk into your office and whatever they see, that's the imprinted standard for this business now. And then you've got to work to change it, right? So waiting for people, trying to bring in good people, finding great people and bringing them into a weak environment, you're just like, you're handicapping that person's ability to, their, to reach their full potential and now you've got to work harder to get them there. Yes, they will get there, but you're now trying to fight to gain momentum when you could have just started, right? So this is a, I'm beating this up because I get this question a lot though. Okay, so I think I've, I've tackled that, but the time is now, that's the time. Excellent, thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.